0: reluctantly crouched at the starting line engines pumping and thumping in time the green light flashes the flags go up Churning and burning, the yearn for the cup. Here comes Nickonero though. Nick Nero down the outside pass. The 100 swim to the lead. Getting the second sniper's bullet from Gilded Venom. But Nero makes it two wins in the Kingston town.
1: As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. 100
0: ago, Playing God is clear over on the inside. Ranger finishing brilliantly. But it's two two wins now in the Kingston town for playing God. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. He's going the distance. he Pike hasn't really moved, now he does. Look at her go, the three-year-old. Arcadia Queen swept up and grabbed the lead. Further back is Material Man, but the babies run right away from them. Arcadia Queen, he had a peep over the right shoulder, and she's going to blow them away and record a sensational win in the Kingston Town. 150 to go, Galo chop down the outside, truly great though, he's quickly cut them down, truly great, they headed past the 100, truly great, surge is clear, Inspirational Girl running home powerfully but it's all in vain and Truly Great wins the Kingston Town Classic from Inspirational Girl, it's a recent and racing and pacing and the course. Regal Power getting home at the rate of knots back in the field. Western Empire's the leader. Regal Power charging at it. Western Empire. Regal Power's going to knock him off though. It's another one for the Cereson White in the Kingsman. now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round
2: carnival with Vince Cardi and your host, Racetrack Rofi. They go in the distance in the Northern League, that's a bit of cake and a bit of Darren McCauley's work, courtesy, audio of course, courtesy of Sky Racing. Thanks so much for being a year-round carnival customer of our big Northern League Day Preview Edition with Vince Ocati from Daily Sexuals. Good morning, mate. Top of the morning to you, Rolfie. Oh, I'm glad, glad we're we're doing where we're doing. We're one rare week race, big Perth race, and it looks like storms at Ballarat. So <laughs> it's a good meeting to avoid that one.
1: Yeah, what's it? cyclones in Queensland?
2: Yeah, I think the lot. So we we might, might have picked the right too. This is a big rare week mile that we're going to start off though before we uh, have a good look at the uh, Ascot meeting. And uh, is it spin the wheel or raffle the Big Ingham race seven at rare? Week?
1: Wow. Okay. Firstly, how many? How many horses are there in a race, right? <laughs> Unbelievable. And very, very competitive race for sure. This is incredible. You don't see it that often. Full field there. Poof. How many horses will be scratched out of this race, Rolfy? Uh, they're going to run twenty. To so run 20. at this
2: stage, only scratching excellent proposal. So Williamsburg's definitely in, and, uh, you, and it looks like Foxy Claire is going to stay at Ballarat as fourth emergency. So uh, there won't be a lot of change, whatever it is. Of course, in the morning we'll update. Should we need to post scratching
1: Well, there you go. You've just summed it yep. all up.
2: So uh, big round whip mile. Uh, usually says pace, doesn't always. Sometimes we get, uh, we get, uh, we, we miss that with, uh, like we did as recently as the Epsom, which was an unusually slow tempo. But how are you expecting the pace to go be in this race tomorrow? Well,
1: everywhere I looked, it said fast, fast, and yeah. fast. Everything sort of pins to, all right, let, let's say slow. Slow is going to be two lengths above. The average speed is already sitting rock solid around plus four. So, plus four, plus six is the reality. Of course, anything can happen. But this is the thing that's why I mentioned to you at the start. How many emergency... So, we're going to have 20 horses run. Oh, look, we have seen it, haven't they, where they've gone slow. So, it's never impossible. But if they don't go fast, then anything that's within the first two or three lengths will win. If they go fast, well, maybe it'll be who gets the best luck.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh... I tried to use a bit of a filter with the Rapro uh, program, mm-hmm. of course, that we have. And um, the last three months is different to the last 12 months. And by that I mean, this race last year was a very serious race where Kerwin's Lane beat Lions Raw and a tissue was third. So two of those are running. The tissue since gone on to be a Group 1 winner. But in, in the past, uh, recent form, it looks like Detonated Jack's set to peak, but he goes from wet track form to. It's obviously a good track tomorrow, and a tractable comes off a fast mile at Randwick, that that big dance race, and uh, he generated a fair bit of heat there, didn't he? He
1: did. He really did, Ralphie. This is – when I was going through the profile of all the runners, it almost looked like there's a whole bunch of horses that are set specifically for this race, but they're not good enough, and they're going to definitely have to rely on a whole bunch of others who could have been afterthoughts could have been, I'm not saying for certain, you know, like not their primary target, uh, but still capable of uh, being there and hard to beat.
2: So Detonator Jack, I mentioned you, I'll just go in favourite order for a couple of these. So Detonator Jack comes off that wet track, and we can include, obviously, Pinko uh, from, from that uh, from that form there, but he's, he's got good uh, peak run on a fast track or a good track at, uh, at Sandown this time last year, and he's fairly lightly raced even though he's a five-year-old you still think his best might be in front of
1: him well everything sort of points to that doesn't it ralphie does absolutely point to that and if you look at his last four performances with the exception of that one run at rose hill of the four where that was 1800 meters and it's run 4.4 lengths below benchmark but a no pace race. Well, this is it. No pace race, which wasn't in the horse's favour in my view, but huge finish. This has to be the starting point. And after this runner, it's like it is dead set, super wide <laughs> open, Ralphie. So it's one of those things. It's a raffle or you back detonator a jack. And this is, right, right. this is what I was thinking when I was working through the work form was firstly, last start performance, Kemble Grange, 1.9 above. That was not a race that would have crushed this horse you know, on a 14-day backup. In fact, I thought it was like perfect. Could have even been slightly negative from the run before and still won the race, Ralphie. A little bit of a taper at the end, and this is the, the, one of the reasons why I felt that overall this horse was probably still feeling that race. he run, Ralphie.
2: So Osipenko was favourite and by the time they started though there was not much between them once the conditions changed. Uh, how do you line up Osipenko now back on a dry track but from the widest barrier?
1: Well if we look at his Flemington run in September when he's run th- three of seven that day he's produced a 1.2 lengths above IVR benchmark. If you go through the matrix and do some stress testing there's a possibility this horse has the capacity to stretch that out to in excess of three lengths above, Ralphie. So if you felt confident that this horse, which I feel hasn't delivered this campaign, would be a horse that you'd want to back with, with a lot of aggressiveness, but it's just, I don't believe this horse is delivering, Ralphie. I just yeah, I just feel he's behind. And every time that I felt that, like that Kemba Grange run, I did have an expectation that horse would run big. But he still couldn't win.
2: So there's actually a third horse I want to bring in from that race in Waterford. Now, he's a, he's, a, he's a gunner for Australia. I know he's a gunner for Australia. But is this his race with blinkers on, Tommy Berry on fire, middle draw? Is this his opportunity to peak? He also ran in that no-pace race at Rose Hill at, uh, in that uh, the Five Diamonds, it was called, last start. the heavy track. If you go back to the 21st run,
1: he's right next to detonated jack. Well, that's what you would automatically feel, Ralphie, and again, I feel this horse is very much in the same basket as Ozopenko, not delivering on the day. They're good performances, but they haven't been good enough and I actually feel that this horse is not as good as Ozopenko. and the reality yep. is you know I'm just I just want to keep it real. show me something where the performance is better than detonated jack. Just show me. Show me where it is. I may, I might change my mind, but I can't see it.
2: All right. Well, I'll, I'll show you one from 12 yeah. months ago, though, yeah. that, was, yeah. it, that was this race. Yes. And when <laughs> Kewins Lane beat Lions Raw, that's better than detonated jack so far. Now, the question is, where are those two horses at? I dare say they've both been set for the race. One's huge odds. One's been uh, backed at $9. and so Kerwin's lane's out to four, as much as $50 been backed. But can they bring their is – there, is there a case that, that they could p- again peak in this race?
1: <laughs> well, this is why I call it a raffle, right? Yeah. Because once we move away from detonated Jack, it is a raffle. See, here's the thing. What was the day of that run when they were – was it the same day last year? Was it
2: – Yeah, yeah. yeah this meeting last year. So you got to go back to uh, to the 10th. It was the 10th of, uh, of December last year, and there was an, there was a head between them. Visiting rider Ben Cohen was on rides. I remember you made a big case for it. He was 50 to 1 that day. <laughs> this time it's the reverse. Uh, again, was Lane's a favourite. But I suppose the, the question is, what what have you got out of the Lions Raw barrier trial as well? I'll ask you that through that prism as well, 28th to the 11th. He seemed very, very sharp Like Well,
1: Lion's raw is definitely, in my view... Well, we have got to close out on Waterford first, right? Yep. Just forget about it. we okay. just got to forget about that horse because he's just eat, eating everybody's money. <laughs> and I know they've got the blinkers. <laughs> that they're, they're looking for miracles, and maybe it is possible that horse finds three, but they've taken a long time to do make that happen. And yep. I can't sit here and say... This was the day that they planned to put it on. I just feel that, like, it's all desperation. That That's my view. And I'm happy to be wrong, of course, as well, Ralphie, but it won't get an ounce of my money. And neither will Ozopenko. They can win, but there will be none of my money. Now, Lions Raw, I have a very different view with this horse. This horse is making all the right progression and is still trending upwards. So I do feel very confident that this horse is one that can come to play and be a participant here. That last start at Randwick, yes, it was 1.1 length below benchmark, but overall ranking was 12th best of day. It was a tough day to run time, Ralphie. I don't believe this horse was suited by the race shape. I don't feel this horse has been suited by the last two race shapes personally. Again, taking a position that there's going to be speed. This is what this horse needs is speed. And if the speed's there, there's a possibility. But still, I'm going to peel it all the way back, Ralphie? Maybe if it can deliver the performance of December last year from ranwick? Over a mile where it produced a three point six lengths above benchmark. Who was in that race yeah. that day? There was a there was a nice group. It was Kerwin's Lane, there was a yeah. tissue. Okay. That's the run I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm lo- and see Kerwin's Lane hasn't come up. Yeah. Although That's- I do get a feeling, you see, I got a slightly different view. It looks like it's targeted for this race though. They're both trainers' intent. Yeah. This is what I want. Just put on the yeah. table. And I like that, Ralph, because <laughs> you're good at identifying that. And these horses do fit that mould. Where the others, right. they're just throwing confetti everywhere and says, it's got to stick somewhere.
2: All right. Nice and simple there. So it's basically detonated Jackson's starting point. Throw, Spin the wheel if you like. But the O'Shea runners deserve respect.
1: Well, yes. And the only other runner, if it wasn't for what I'd seen with the Intel... Yep. Would have had to have been attractable, right? Yep. But I don't know what you do with a horse like this, and, and I, I'm being serious here, Ralphie, in the sense that I take the run line that the horse has been up since March, right? And then yes. he's had a 28 day freshen up. Then he's had another bunch of runs, and there's 64 days. Are you would you consider the 64 days as a spell? What? How, how do you how do you handle the 64 days personally?
2: Well, I always uh, take into account your bounce theory, and but also I take into account the last start was the big dance with the Monster Prize money. That was its grand final. Okay. So, right, yeah, I think probably all adding up, it has been up since March and it's won its grand final and here's, all right, let's, let's try again.
1: Yeah, because this horse is the other horse that if you're looking on form, it's just been phenomenal, right? Absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And if there was some sort of miracle and that horse could repeat again, then that looks the one that might detonate Jack.
2: nice all right good way to finish there so detonator jack's a starting point might talk more in the morning if there's any uh, further information to come all right let's swing across to the to WA and uh, Zaki is a beauty been up for a while is his best still there and how does he line up with the Perth form is the uh, is the questions for us form students the starting point is the start what type of tempo are you expecting here in the in the northerly (laughs) oh
1: goodness me because
2: I think it might be
1: hot (laughs) well this is The expectation, right? It should be electric. You know, like the minimum line should be four lengths faster than standard or quicker. Like that should be where the sand starts. This is the starting point. They're just gonna zoom. May not. I don't know. (laughs) I I start to get confused, right? I, I say to myself, Well, this is the expectation is speed. I look at the horses going forward, they've got natural pace ratios that are anywhere between sort of three and six lengths faster than standard. You just have to have that expectation. There's going to be at least five horses looking for that lead position or being part of that lead pack to create the extra energy. And I sit back here and say, well, I can't do my form off slow speed. I can't do my form off benchmark. I've got to do it with pace. Okay, Maricino going to lead. How fast can he lead? Well, he can go as fast as plus 10 if he wants to.
2: Vince, uh, the last six starts, I just wrote this down. His lead speeds have been 8.2, 7.3, 6.3. He had one slow one, 1.4, 9.2, and 10.4. He's the WA cleaner. Yeah.
1: Well, this is this is the expectation, right? That there's no yeah. way they could be thinking anything else, could they? Or they See, it's like this. Is there a possibility? And I'm just going to throw this out there. Is there a possibility that all the rotors will say, we'll just let Zaki lead? Because what will happen if they just let that horse lead?
2: Well, it's a gift.
1: Yeah, well, there'll be no pace then, will there?
2: Yeah.
1: Because Zaki can can... can go as slow as Benchmark if he wants to. And that's been his his hallmark over the journey. Yeah, so is that – so I'm putting this to you, Rolfie. What's the possibility of that happening?
2: I would say the likelihood is Marachino's going to fly.
1: Yeah, but what happens – Maybe they'll let Marachino go too. Maybe they'll say, look, every time we go too fast, we don't win. <laughs> it's interesting. You yeah. see, this is see, this is the interesting thing, right? That's the chessboard. So yeah. I look at that and say, okay, I'm like you, Marachino leads. They'll be worried about Zaki. Now Zaki he's gonna just be happy to sit. Yep. I've got him marked as a leader, just in case they all want to say follow the leader, right? Yep. And then we're gonna have a different race. So I looked at the prism outside chance of benchmark, realistically there's no way they should be running anything less than four to six because it should be a steward's inquiry if it's not right <laughs> uh, th- this is it and I, if it was me I'd pay extra money for marichu to make sure they lead and put plenty of pressure <laughs> on and make it a real contest because this will be fantastic if we see that
2: so you've put an IVR forecast of 2.5 as your, as your starting point that then says all these railway runners are in there from a class perspective because it was a real race a fortnight ago was well, it the-
1: now, this is one of the biggest challenges I had trying to really work this out. And how I started is not how I ended. And the last horse I was truly of the view that was going to be on top was Arky. Yep. I thought when I start started doing the work, Ralphie, lucky if I have it in top four. But yep. in the end, I got it on top. And I go, how on earth can I have it on top? Because here's where the challenges start. Let's go through some key runners, Ralphie, so we can really bring some clarity here.
2: Well, Al Safina's second favourite and Bustler's third favourite. They're 6 and $7, oh. dollars and they're an obvious starting point given they ran 1-2. Okay.
1: Any chance of both those also being flattened from last start run? Absolutely. Well, that's the first starting point. What yeah. on earth is going to happen? Now, if you have a good look at Al Safina, there have been three unbelievable runs, They've been all with pressure. That first up run at Ascot was like high octane. Look at the raw figures, plus 12.7. And then had a nowhere run, of course, should be flattened, but still runs second at 1,500. And then rebounds with a tougher run, in my view, or at least as tough as the first up run. And and that was off a seven-day backup. And I'm just thinking, okay, we're 14 days in. Could that possibly be the scenario? Is this horse a chance of being flat or <laughs> let's look at the stable. I was about to say, there you go. <laughs> They're too good. they are got, you know, Ma Eustace written all over them. They've just got yep. them written all over them. They are the, that team of the of WA. The, that's who they are. They have the ability. I don't know how they do it, Rolfie, but they just keep peaking. Yep. And this horse is trending. Definitely upwards. Have a look at the first up run. 2.4 links above IVR benchmark in a hot run race. Turns up last start and runs 3.5. Four links above benchmark first second. New record for the horse. 4.2 links above benchmark between the eight. Only half length behind. It's best ever. And then runs three and a half above benchmark last 400. And I'm saying that's run number three off a 300-day break. So is it possible that they had this horse, like, rock hard fit from first up? Well, they must have. Or is this an iron horse? So I'm just sitting back <laughs> and I'm confused. And I sit back and say, on the Intel, you can't have it. But from this stable, it's impossible to leave it out and it has to be respected.
2: So the Parnam Stables had a great run as well, and that includes Bustler. But, of course, all the dynamics you just said applies to Bustler because he peaked through the roof in a clear career best uh, in that railway. Yeah,
1: and absolutely. That was like a, that was a run that, in my view, was probably would be able to easily take it up to a horse like Zaki and beat it. Yep. But I just sit back here and say, who's going to be brave enough? Well, I, I, I was talking about myself first. Am I going to be brave enough to back a horse who's gone 5.3 lengths above benchmark first section, smashed last start's performance of 2.7 above through the first section. It's gone 3.9 above between the 8 and the 400. All right, not as quick as what it – well, in terms of explosion compared to its previous run. And then I I get it. Like the horse dropped off dramatically at Ascot on the 11th of November, but hey, it just kept – like it ran through the brick wall. (laughs) and just produced an outstanding run and i'm going here we are 14 days back up. it's not my profile
2: so the, the the horse you've got second in your most advantages tricks of the trade it's as much as 23 dollars an hour we mentioned this on the monday the one thing about we always say beware the unlucky runner because you know obviously what else can you could you have done in that race so he, he ran completely out of ground I'm not worried about. I'm, oh, sorry, not not uh, factoring in that he was unlucky. I'm factoring in maybe he's
1: the he's he's the one who gets to avoid flatness. Well, I'm not sure, right? Right. And this this is what I'm not sure of. I, I yep. absolutely hear you. And my initial reaction was when I looked at his last run, I definitely stamped at the horse's back. No question. Yeah. Now that run, two point two lengths above IVR benchmark overall. There was a lot of speed for that horse, 4.8 above first section, Ralphie. It's still travelling at a fast pace between the 8 and the 4. And only overall in terms of raw numbers, probably a couple of lengths behind Bustler. But it's a different campaign. So, yes, I do believe you had to see that out of the horse to say it's back. Yep. So the question is this. Can it deliver that performance at 1,800 with pace? In the race. That's the question I have, right? If it can, wow. But what happens if they go really hard, right? Well, can can the horse do it? So I went and had a look at that run at Ascot, 12th of the 3rd, 1,800 metres, 3.4 above first section, pretty much uh, probably a couple of links behind what it did last start through the mid-race and did hold its line. So I do have some confidence. The horse is very, very capable of get, getting through the 1,800. But can it can it bring the number, though? I'm looking, can you run above three? Because you know you're going to have to run plus three or better to beat Zaki. You're just going to have to do that.
2: So he did that in, in winning the railway last year, 3.7. So from a class perspective, bringing his best, he, he's right in the race. And so that's the question. Can he
1: bring it? Well, can he bring it at 1,800? Because the railway was yep. 16, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, now, so two hundred metres is two hundred metres, Ralphie. <laughs> <That's> Especially <it. laughs> when not so much of a problem if there's no speed. Yeah. I actually feel if this if it went like the other scenario and I said Zark is the, the leader and they run even you know even speed, then all these horses, Al Safina Bustler, are riding the race, and I'd probably be inclined to have something on tricks of the trade, but knowing that it might be an illusion that there's going to be no speed <laughs> I, I'm just sitting here saying, I don't know if you can get past pa- Zaki.
2: All right. We'll just wrap up with the three-year-old Zip Away and a lot
1: of good men. Where do they fit in? Right. These are the two big risers. Yep. These horses are not tapped. Zip Away at the moment sits on a 1.2 from the last start performance and absolutely trending up. This is a beautiful profile. This is the sort of profile for, in my view, even though it doesn't have the numbers, is perfect. 0.7 below benchmark first section, 0.1 above between the eight and the four. Very strong last 400 or plus four going in one direction upwards. First time to 1600. I look. I put the race matrix on. The race matrix is saying performance under stress testing is probably a length better than what we've scored. At. And I go, fantastic. Love that. This horse knows how to win I'm definitely sitting here that you could be the surprise packer, one of two surprise packets. And the other one is the one you also mentioned, a lot of good men, sits very much in the same mould, other than for me to say, I actually feel this horse is more ready than Zip Away. And got the absolute best ever run you could get for this race. 4.4 lengths below benchmark first section. Horse did no work. For this for this is for the profile of this runner. Between the eight and the four, not a high extension. Brown four point nine length mid race squeeze. Last four hundred, electric. Plus seven point two. Absolutely giving you the perfect signal I am starving for this distance or longer. And gets it presented. A fast run race. A horse that has dynamic four hundred meter sprint and I believe coming to a peak. Coming to an absolute peak. Stress tested, race matrix saying potential plus two off that last run. I said, okay. Can you find a length, length and a half? I say both those horses can, and would be. Yep. Were I just couldn't have them in my, you know, like right up there, just the way the scale works. But these are the horses that I'm most wary of, other than Zaki. All
2: right, let's have a look at uh, go through a couple of others. It's obviously the, the main feature of the day, but. This could be one of those quaddies, Vince, that are gettable at huge odds because, you know, going through my work before I start talking to you, um, there are some favourites that have got some vulnerability about them. So Starry Heights has obviously come here with, you know, when five in a row, I think, or six in a row. It's obviously got a, a level of talent. But the question is, it's unusual to see a horse that's so short in the market that to date it's best is below quite a few of them, and that's mainly because he's been on wet track. So it's just a don't-know situation. But at $2, you usually want to know if you're going to take that price.
1: Yeah, well, this is what I love about the race race matrix, Rolfie. Ralphie, when I say this to you, I'm not saying this lightly. We are going to – this is what we look. You know how we used to always talk about the mid-race screw squeeze? Yeah. And how, in our view, because we've been doing it for years, how it's changed the perspective of the game and what we can glean out of it? Let me assure you, the race matrix is probably one of the hottest tools that, while I've never ever had anything like this, and I definitely know we're revolutionizing the way we can um, examine sectional time performances and put it under a microscope. And here's the clear cut view on all my IVR adjusted data that we have, it's you're 100% right, last up, minus two. And I know what I do with those horses. I go, wait and see. Let's see. <laughs> and I stress test it, and it says plus 1.4. Yeah. So how, what would what would your thoughts be if you see that?
2: Well, then it's entitled to be the short favourite it is. Right,
1: and then I say, okay, was that a fluke? I go back, and you can do that, Ralph. You just hit on that race you know at racing analytics platform just click the you know next where that name is put it up and the, the number will be there what it looks like and how that race is trending in terms of figures what it does it looks at the last six runs of all the horses that were in that race if they've got six runs yep. and it's a pretty uh, heavy calculus that it does it's no straight line calculation but it comes out and says based on all the data points of every single runner for their six leadings this is where the figure's trending, and it, and it's actually really robust. And this is what it, – it's scary, Ralphie. It absolutely scares me <laughs> in an exciting way.
2: So actually, no doubt it, when the final it, edition comes out tomorrow. So you've got to hear his moderate confidence, but you, and you've got Billy Ray, Bruce Almighty in front of it at the moment. So is that just the first printer from the computer? Uh, yeah. Uh, so now uh, what, what we've got – uh,
1: you know, we've been talking internally. How do we now bring – the race matrix figure into our future dashboards and race speed profiles, right? Yes. And this is what we're working towards. How do we, cause it's not so easy to just to bring it in and say it's there, but make no mistake. It'll be getting a, it'll be getting a clear marking top four. Right. And from a horse that I, when I initially did the work saying, no, 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 let's wait and see to how are they going to beat you? <laughs>
2: Nice. All right. That's, that's nice and simple. Uh, who else would you uh, would you have in a multi there? Well, of course. Big, big Screen's got some pace,
1: hasn't it? Big Screen, Billy Ray, you've mentioned those horses, Rolfie. Yeah. And probably Bruce Almighty. And the only other runner that I gave any chance to was Sentimental Hero. So that was the way I was looking at it. Billy Ray obviously does have a good profile coming into this race. Yep. But... Uh, when i went through it all and again ralph i am using this race matrix you know heavily right heavily using it it actually keeps me awake at night time and i'm serious <laughs> it keeps me awake
2: And I know you would be serious in saying that. Well, we'll go go a reverse order there for the other two legs of the quarter. So at uh, at race seven there, it's the the sprint. Hanchi is favourite. It's got the Oscars Fortune form. Last start, it got right back in the 1,200 race. It's back to 1,000 metres, which looks likeable. Super Sessions, a horse. I definitely want to ask you about its race matrix because it too hasn't delivered a big overall figure, but it's got a booming best last 800, 600, 400, 200 of the day finish and just went around with a little jog in the barrier trial, did exactly what it wanted in its lead in. And uh, and cut the talk. Who you've got on top? It's got a nice track
1: distance win and should give a side of the price. Well, it's a thousand meter race. Yeah, so it should be jump and run. Yeah, and we know that's a specialist distance, and it all comes back down to how you profile with that. So Hanchy, who produced the point four above at Ascot on the fourth of the eleventh, and we look yep. at the way that breakdown. I love the fact that the horse could break benchmark first section. Between the 8 and the 400, it was good, solid increase in speed in the 1,000-meter race to go 3.4 above and absolutely held its line all the way to the finish, stating that I've come back superb, rock hard fit. I thought it was really weird they went up to 1,200, right? Maybe for the fact that they can come back to a 1,000 tomorrow, right? It's possible. And the performance, in my view, was a sideway run. The speed was just as good with the step up, but that slowdown in the middle didn't help the horse. And it was a clear performance behind. Like, it was around four lengths inferior to the first up run. So I'm expecting a rebound. And again, Ralphie, um, you're going to hear a lot more of this. We stress test the matrix now. And I loved it. When I seen it, there was point one above Ascot first up. I said, thank you. That's validating my point four, and it's a good starting point. This horse should be competitive and run a big race. The other one that I wanted to look at, which I felt gets the perfect shape, is this cut the talk number four. It's 15 dollars. Yeah. I can't believe. It. Yeah. Now, maybe has it had too much racing? It's been up yeah. a while, yeah. Is that a possibility? But that last start run was fantastic. 0. 0.8 above. The, again, Ralphie, that race matrix, 0. 0.2 above, saying you're every bit as good as Angie, right? Yep. And miles over. So the question mark is this. Maybe they've got the ingredient, 35 days between runs and a repeat performance of last start, this horse will run first or second.
2: That's a good starting point at that price. What what, what can you tell us about Super Sessions' potential? Right.
1: Super Sessions. Well, last our performance was 1.2 lengths below benchmark. And when I put the race matrix on it, it comes up at around 0.6 below. So marginally better, but not what I'm looking for, right? Yeah. So I had to go back and look at that run 1st of April, Ralphie, over 1,000 metres where it ran 2nd which was a 1.2 length below benchmark performance as well. But the uh, reality is maybe that's a run that's close to benchmark. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I have behind the other two. Not, there's not a lot between them. They're all close together. It's just going to be who's got what happening on the day. My only negative that I feel is could you really deliver this – off 151 day break, is it possible that you can just come out and explode? Because you can have to run to a new PB to win.
2: All right. Seems like there's a bit of value yep. uh, with, uh, with Cut the Talk, but also uh, Hanchy is is the one that you're really expecting to, to run to its, to its figure. Uh, the One Metro win race, race six, looks a bit of a raffle at, at first glance. Uh, Stormy Tawny is the short favourite. Uh, this could start us off uh, one way or the other with the Quaddy, but uh, what's your thoughts as far as uh, this race is concerned? So what
1: was the horse ralphie
2: the favorite yeah. stormy Tawny. stormy tony so it's one of his last two for uh, it's pike and Williams, so that's always okay, going to so give it give it an extra lift there's
1: any horse i want to take on that's the one i want to take on tomorrow
2: right so it, it's looked fantastic in those two wins they've been at bunbury and uh, and at ascot on, on melbourne cup day best last 200 of the day each time but no pace race
1: yeah and and the reality is see the beauty is the matrix doesn't look at if there's no pace. It looks at all the overall final score figures of every runner and it's come back negative. And I don't like that because there are horses in this race that have got positives. That bub yep. benchmark under stress testing, and that's what I'm looking for. Of course, it's easy for me to say this is the horse I want to take on, but and it's won its last two. They could just keep winning, and it's got Pikey, <laughs> Thank goodness, it's not the last race of the day, right? Because that could be a bad omen. If you if you're into omens, I'm not into any of those things, right? Unless you get a dream, exactly. right, with a clear signal. Yeah. Well, and I have oh, don't one. start again. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I go, what's happening? Yeah. No more dreams. <laughs> I said, please, you know, how about rain some gold for me? But no, Ralphie. So that's the negative that I see for this horse. I haven't found any performances whilst it's been racing well and winning that gives me an above benchmark profile. Because that's what I'm looking for, Ralphie. I am looking for that exact reason. And this horse, I can't get it up there, right? Not like the other runner, the other short price runner where I can't get it up there based on the data that we have, but when we stress test it, it's like as good as anything in the field and probably better, right? But this (laughs) one's not – is giving me the opposite, right? So I'm happy to take you on. Let's see. It's a big field. Let's see how you go, whether you can put three together or not. Bookmakers love those ones, right? Because they yep. say the more you win in a row, the less your chances of winning. Therefore, we should take you on more. This is usually what they say, <laughs> and they and they screw down the price and make everybody fall into the potential trap.
2: Right. So let me ask you about Harmaker. As much as what is it? As much as fourteen dollars is about. Uh, it, from a wide barrier, doesn't it just get across and get it across on its terms? It should.
1: It should, Ralphie, because yep. it is a horse that can deliver on reasonable speed. My only negative that I have with this particular runner is it was off a decent break, had to use a lot of energy through the first two sections. Now, hopefully the 24 days is enough to be able to bring that full freshness back into play. I have looked at some pass runs last campaign where the horses come off long breaks, and it just doesn't appear... It's really weird. Like It just seems to... uh, become one paced after a first-up run.
2: Right. That, All right, and the other, and the one you've ended up on top is Celebrity Prince with the, with the apprentice riding, but it's deep in its prep, but you're just expecting it to keep bringing what it's doing.
1: Well, I can only go on the last run. It yep. was sensational. Point two above benchmark isn't like a world-breaking record for me, but point seven above under the stress test is. But more importantly, I just look at the breakdown. 4.4 lengths below benchmark first section, Excellent mid race move of two point three above between the eight and the four. Outstanding last four hundred of plus five point five. It's hard to knock the horse, other than which you are hundred percent correct, Ralphie. Is have you had enough? If not, expect the collection.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we'll finish with the two staying races. We'll brush yep. the fifth, but the uh, the two staying races here, Black Fantasy. There's going to be a flatness query on it, even though it's a pretty short price fa- favourite. This
1: is uh, race number four? Race number four. Black Fantasy, yeah.
2: Well, I dare say that's part of the reason why it's sped out low to moderate at first.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the beauty is this. It's come off a, of like, you know, I don't know. When they have these sort of breaks, 462 days, maybe it's different in Western Australia, but usually something hasn't gone right to be off that long. Yeah. But the horse... Returned in great fashion. That first up run, Ascot, was outstanding, plus one. Even under the stress test, it was above And But have a look at how how hard the, that run was. It was 11.3 on the rules, You could probably couldn't get a tougher run than that off a 462-day break. Yeah. So flatness had to come, right? And it, it stepped up the 100 metres. It went 1.6 lengths below benchmarks at a subsequent start. And then straight up to twenty one hundred meters. And really, I don't understand it. I mean, what happened to you? Where's the plus eleven come from? (laughs) But this horse must have been feeling fantastic to do that. Ralphie, and that the rider knew it was going fast because it tried to slow it down between the eight and the four, right? Yep. And realistically the horse probably did really well holding holding on. So the question is this would have done a world of good for the horse? Back up around that same distance line. The only challenge is fourteen days. But if if this horse has got no harm from that, because it was really only a one sectional run, right? Then yep. why not lead all the way and win again? Why not? And
2: uh, and prior to that, it demolisher fairly close to getting the perfect race.
1: Uh, we're talking about who now, Ralphie? Sorry, in race street. Okay, you're too fast for me.
2: They're both stay races, and this is a lesser class. And he's shown a bit. He's on the quick backup, and wouldn't think the data would say that uh, it's going to be
1: flat. No, this is probably one of the uh, better bets on the day. Thank you. Ab- yeah, ab- absolutely, Ralphie. <laughs> Last start performance, the riding was on the wall, fantastic. He's now had two runs this campaign where they've both been above benchmark. I look at the profile of that eighteen hundred meter race, beautiful, three point six lengths below benchmark first section. Excellent mid-race squeezer plus 5.1. And what I want to see, I want to see the taper. Because if you get a taper and you're climbing up in distance, that's usually the perfect sign. It means you haven't had a gut buster. It's no way you're going to be flattened. All you're going to do is get improvement. And have a look at the taper. Between the six and the four, it was going 1.8. So it already started with a slight decline four to the two it's lost 1.5 lengths of velocity but the conditioning's definitely set in and then the last 200 meters 0.6 below another 0.9 of a length deterioration all conditioning this that this means this Rolfie. they've had a they've gone out and ha- made this horse run yep, perform and it's just condition that's given out and I expect a new PB tomorrow from this horse. Beautiful. About
2: yeah, uh, as much as $3.20 around. So we like that. Um, okay, we'll talk business in the morning, should we? Uh, and, and of course, we'll, we'll go through each race at Ascot and uh, update any further information from the Ingham. But in the meantime, really appreciate you being a customer of Year Round Carnival Preview.